0: Hey friends it's sarah and zach here with a special announcement a live show happening soon
1: that's right folks you heard it here first come on out june 19th we're doing a free live show at empirical brewing in ravenswood it's a special father's day themed episode with your favorite guest host dylan danger daniels
0: Check out the link in the description of this episode to RSVP and Secure Spot, as well as 15% off your bar tab. And most importantly, bring your, your dad. dad. All right, enough of the hoopla. Let's get into the episode. Drinking this album. Listen to. Welcome back to Album Rebrews. I'm your host. My name is Sarah. that That's my intro. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. Did I was you practicing. That one? I worked from home today and I shit you not on several <laughs> occasions. I out loud to my I live alone. I out loud practiced that intro to myself.
1: I'm a worried man who drinks a healthy drink. And I'll drink about nine or 10 till I'm done, which I
2: could because this is made with really nice whiskey today for this episode.
0: True. Mm.
2: Well, my name is Mike and I have no depression because I am holding a whiskey bottle. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. There it is. She's beautiful. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Chicago whiskey. Yeah, we're. Koval.
0: Come on, Koval. Is it Koval or Koval? I never know.
2: That's a good question. You know, I was there. I did, um, I did a segment like years ago. I, I went to Koval Koval. I went to the distillery in Ravenswood, and I talked to the owners. They're super cool. This wow. couple, and uh, I did like a profile. I mean, this is again, this was a few years ago. So this was kind of before they took off. And uh, God, it was. I mean, it's hard work. It's really hard work to to make booze, and it's a husband and wife couple and god bless them because they're like with each other all the time they had little kids at the time and i was just thinking like i i couldn't i couldn't like th- cool i get to be surrounded by whiskey but then like maybe i wouldn't like it anymore because that's my job yeah. you know? i don't know Yeah, I think also, if, I, if i had to
1: smell whiskey for like more than six hours a day i think
0: exactly, I'd get a little. <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah. it doesn't
2: smell good like <laughs> seriously when it's being you know distilled or fermented whatever it is it
0: kind of smells like crap. Like, it's like, like at like times, rotten. Essentially, <laughs> I mean, I'll put up Fancy with it yeah, if I'm
1: drinking it, but if I have to be sober around it, it's not going to be not going to be too good a time.
0: <laughs> you got to work <laughs> a nine to five. smelling like whiskey. Yeah,
1: local whiskey. Uh, Ravenswood, you said that's pretty. That's pretty cool.
2: Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a cool facility, and um, I'm like in awe of 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 what they do. You want to know a fun fact? Actually, I learned this. You know the term blind drunk. Mm-hmm. Which is maybe where we're going. Yeah, um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the it's because if if you take the beginning and the end, the heads and the tails of whiskey, which is like clear, it's like poison and it could blind you. If you oh. if you drank it, you would like go blind because it's so strong.
0: Oh my god! So
2: people like back in the day when they'd really want to get after it, they're like, oh, let's get the heads and the tails, and then oh god, and they'd go whoops.
0: Oh my God. I'm curious if either, I, I. it makes me think of like Everclear, which is another thing where I'm like, I have no idea how that's made, but it sounds like. I think it's
2: like, corn. Think you it's corn to? Do you want to? Do you want to know? Do you
0: know how Everclear is made? Mike, I'm so no, glad d- you're I here. No, I don't. I don't want to oh. know. I,
2: <laughs> I'm scared.
0: No, I don't. I mean, I've never tried it, but I have, I I have. I, I love my family dearly, but some kind of like bumfuck Wisconsin family. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, man, we were in wherever the hell and we, you know, just sampled a bunch of Everclear. <laughs> I was like, oh, and how was that? So I'm curious if that is either a heads or a tails uh, gets you blind kind of beverage
2: it's so bad anyway oh God, it's so bad
0: <laughs> for for those of you who are listening who are like hey who's that third disembodied voice on the podcast this episode <laughs> we are joined by a peach and a plum a very special guest mike steven
2: mike hi everybody so great to be here thank you for having me this is like i seriously the whole the whole you know i don't know week and a half or 2 weeks we've been planning this I've been so excited because I don't get to do this ever really. Like I'm usually on the other side. So I'm asking questions, you know, I'm preparing for it. So I'm very, and I was talking to my wife about this for the last few days. I'm like, what if I suck? <laughs> <laughs> oh because you know, like how sometimes and, and all your guests are usually, they're good. Like they're really good. And, and, but like, I've been doing this for 16 years and occasionally like you interview someone and it's like, well, Don't know how I'm going to get that one to sound good, but I'm going to have to make magic, you know? So I don't want to be a crappy, a really crappy guest for you. I just want to be, I want to be good. I've got the Koval, Koval, and here we go. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I think you are probably a perfect person to be a guest on our podcast. Will you tell the folks at home a little bit about your background in the industry
2: Oh my God! Yeah. Um. So I I I've been doing outside the loop. The show is outside the loop. It is a podcast, and it started as a podcast, but it's also on the radio, which is pretty cool on WGN. So it's a big station, and I um I started sixteen years ago in two thousand six when nobody. I mean, like podcasting in 06? No.
0: Who is she? nobody? Really
2: knew <laughs> right? Like what? What? What is that? Netflix wasn't even um, around, probably right? That was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This is pre Netflix. This was the the flip phone ish. This this was like the Pearl, like the the uh, BlackBerry. Yeah, Pearl with the rolly thing. ball. <laughs> right, yeah. right. That was the Pearl. That was it. Lit up. So that was the Pearl. Uh, so I had I I started it then because really I was working at WGN as a producer and I had this idea for a very local local show and they. We're like, yeah, okay, well, there's really no slot for you even on the weekend. So I read about or heard about podcasting, and the station like barely did anything. So I said, well, look, this is free. We'll just put it on the website. It's not going to you know, cost you really anything. Uh, what, why don't we do that? And they said, no, this is kind of like bad timing. No, thank you. So oh. I was like, all right, well, I'll just do it on my own. I'll figure it out. And I had my uh, good friend, Andy Herman, who started it with me. And um, who also worked at g n and we just started this thing on our own, and that was s- September of two thousand and six and um, I've never missed a week in sixteen years.
0: Wow, um, so congratulations yeah. so that is adorable. so thank you, thank you yeah. it's
2: it's it's crazy, but um g n called eight years ago and said, "Do you want to put it on the, the different management at the time mm. when they called um said, do you want to you know bring this on the uh on the air?" and I said. Let's let's do it. So it's always been a podcast, and for the last just about eight years, it's also been a radio show. So I'm very fortunate in that sense. And I gotta say, like as someone who has done radio um, for a long time, the fact that like you can swear. Like I never swear <laughs> on my podcast because it goes on the radio. Oh yeah. yeah! So I don't swear, and so this is like like to I'm so trained like when this is in front of me just to not swear. So I'm going to try to loosen that yes. uh, during. But then remember this to tighten re- it yeah, right, right back nuts. up after. <laughs> yes. Yes. We I'll don't go want right to, get you to <laughs> Tightly wound, and I never get to really. I mean, well. I don't usually drink when I do this, but here I am. I mean, this is great. So anyway, so that's that's what it is. And I should say it's a show, it is about Chicago. Um, the tagline is Chicago's Almost Above Ground Audio Magazine. And um, especially back in 06, you know, we didn't have we had Gaper's block and we had Chicagoist, those two like really cool websites that don't exist anymore. That was about it. So, like when we when you when you wanted to look at like really, you know, stuff that's ground level Chicago. There wasn't a place f- for people to go. That's changed, I think, um, since, I mean, in a big way since then, which is great. But um, so that's, I kind of look for stuff that's maybe a little bit, I don't want to say off the beaten path, but sometimes, and stuff that maybe won't make the front page of, you know, the paper. Um, so that's what that's what the show is. It's It's a mixture. It's an audio magazine. So it's a mixture of hard news, culture, music, kind of run the gamut. And it's uh, definitely a labor of love, but it's a celebration of where we live. It's a celebration of, of this area and um, and and its people. So that's kind of that's that's my spiel. And now I'm going to drink some coval.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: cheers on air with yes. Mike, who is in the in the room with us.
0: Clink. Mike, cheers. <laughs> I'm touching your glass with my glass.
2: <laughs> I, I gotta say, I love the way you've decorated this apartment.
0: <laughs> Isn't it so cute?
2: The the white wall Looks behind me. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah, Zach did a great job. The candle that he lit light a before candle before we it got it here. Smells,
2: smells delightful.
0: Yeah. What notes specifically would you say the candle smells like, Mike?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's like the freshly opened can of tennis balls. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, my dog
2: would love that just like that. <laughs> so kudos to you.
0: yes, <laughs>
1: this is a very soft hitting whiskey,
0: oh, delicious. Okay, so let's this quickly is, mm. introduce now that we've sipped. So we've got Mike here. Everything is very exciting, and Mike has picked um again, going local, we've got uh Caval whiskey and uh a very local album. Well, no, yeah, it's in the state. It's in the state. It's in the state. Opposite
1: ends almost.
0: And it ends up Barely. being synonymous with <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> but Mike, will you quickly tell the folks uh, the album and the drink that we are rocking with today?
2: Sure. So let's start with the uh, album. Um, this is an album. So like, uh, let me rewind here. Chicago, Wilco is like beloved in Chicago, mm-hmm. right? So That's awesome. Wilco's great. I think maybe the hardcore fans, or maybe a little bit older, I'm 42, um, and the uh, hardcore fans or those who are my age might know the band that was before Wilco with most of the members called Uncle Tupelo. And these guys are from Belleville, Illinois, which is just on the, it's close to St. Louis. It's on the edge of of the state. You got your Jeff Tweedy, your Jay Farrar. I mean, you got some of these names that we've heard of. And this is a band that got its start playing punk music. Like, they wanted to play punk, but nobody nobody in St. Louis in 1988, 1990, really wanted to hear punk music. It was more of the country vibe. So they got into country music. And I think this record, for me, why I love it, it kind of fuses that punk energy with that sort of country, you know, sort of feel. And I don't, I'm not a huge country music, like commercial country, but this alt country, which is like, this is, this is the album that really sort of creates it, alt country. And what is alt country? It's like really rocking, like rock and roll country music that this album is sort of like the, 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 you know, granddaddy for, uh, for that genre. And it's about working class people. It's about, um, you know, being, Depressed at times, even though there's a song called "No Depression," Uh, and it's my goodness. If this album doesn't make you drink, I don't know what will, because you have songs like "Whiskey Bottle," uh, "I Got Drunk," uh, you know, like stuff like that. Like, and it's it's a celebration of, I think, bar, you know, going to the bar at the end of a workday, and because you're tired and you're upset, and oh my god, how am I going to get out of here? And it speaks to just a lot of those emotions that. I think we all feel in like maybe different ways. If it's not a job, maybe it's a relationship, but I think we can all tap into it and it's, it's very tender, but then it kicks your ass. And I I love that. And it's a great way to, to, to have whiskey with this is, yeah, it's just, it's great. So that's the album and it's an, it's a great listen. Great. It, the whole thing is amazing. And then the whiskey is, uh, I'm drinking a Manhattan, which at first it's like, Oh, you frou, frou, uh, <laughs> right. you know, um, <laughs> Who are you? Like, you know, Mr. Elite, <laughs> but this is a whiskey-based drink, right? Like you got your Koval bourbon. Um, you got a little uh, sweet vermouth in there, and that's really it's some bitters and a and a Luxardo cherry.
0: Hey. And
2: it's uh, it's going to get real. Yeah, that's how like, I make mine, so.
0: <laughs> I also love a Manhattan, and when I make them at home, I usually serve them like up in a coupe the real pretentious nice. way. I'll like chill them and strain them out. And I was like, that is the only way we could be further from the message of this album. Was <laughs> the working by, class, of man. Manhattan up.
1: <laughs> well, the Manhattan is tender and we'll also kick our ass. So yeah. it, it kind
2: of yes. works that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, though, like I thought that listening to this album and I did. So I discovered this album in 99. Okay. So I was I was 19. I was in college. I went to Loyola. Chicago. So keeping it a totally local here. Yay. Hey. Um, but I discovered this record and, you know, you're a poor college student, so you're drinking really shitty beer. I have not sworn yeah. on this microphone. <gasps>
0: so wow. this is it. That's oh God, that was honored. a good swear. That was a good one for it. That was a good one. Thank you. I
2: thought the <laughs> placement was there. Yeah. I thought the energy was there. Yeah. So you're drinking crappy beer, shitty beer, whatever. And that's what you should drink when you listen to this. I just don't have like bush light Sitting around the house.
0: Was that your college
2: so. beer? Are you ready? All right. Okay. <laughs> what, you was your, go there? what was your loyalty like? lo- Yeah. Okay. So it started, I think everyone starts, <laughs> everyone kind of starts mil- like Miller Lite, which is like, it's ubiquitous. Uh-huh. It's whatever, you know, whatever. But then, you know, as you get into college and you really have no money, it gets dark. And yes. <laughs> you're... You know, you're going like Keystone Light, Keystone Light. I don't know. If,
3: I don't know if that's still a thing. Yeah, Keystone
2: Light was a thing. Ice House oh. was a big thing, and ultimately, after going down that, and then um, Hams hit for a little bit. Hams was a thing. Uh, PBR, of course, of but course. then I got like into, a into the Budweiser. Okay. Yeah, I got to, I, got, I don't, like Budweiser, like actually had flavor to it. Yeah. Not Bud Light, like Budweiser. We called it Bud Fat or Bud yeah. <laughs> You know, we're clever. But uh, so we were drinking that and I, like, I actually saw, I remember going to places like the Hideout when I was, you know, like 20, 21, like Shuba's. And like, there was something about just having a cold Budweiser and listening to music like this. Because in Chicago, there was like, there are other bands that do this kind of music, which is awesome. Like, I love the alt country scene in Chicago, but there was just something about drinking that beer. was like, yeah, like I, I can get down with this. And now I'm, you know, 42, I've got two kids and I'm married and I'm an elitist and I'm drinking a Manhattan in my basement.
0: <laughs> Zach, did you have a go
2: to your apartment?
0: Of course. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah, not uh-huh. at uh-huh. your house. Yes. You are no, in no, Zach's I'm living with room with us right now.
2: <laughs> Zach, it's okay. You don't have to put a shirt on.
0: <laughs> well, you can keep it off.
2: You can keep it off. I mean,
0: Zach that's records funny. all our episodes topless. Yeah, so I think
1: that's canon now. They'll never know. <laughs> how, how are they gonna know? <laughs>
0: Zach and I both went to art school. We both went to Columbia College, Chicago, and I would like to quickly share a very horrible beverage that one of my college friends drank a couple times. I'm not sure if I've said this on the air yet, but, you know, art school, I drank a lot of and continue to drink a solid amount of PBR. True to my roots. Um, But I had a friend who would take a PBR, take a couple sips out of it, and pour the Kraken mm. brand black rum into the PBR. I feel like that hits. I feel oh. like that. And he would I don't, call it I don't like rum. pirate juice. <laughs> <laughs> of course he called it. Don't it. you die <laughs> of me, Zach? Don't you die of me? Of course <laughs> he called it Pirate.
1: It's not your time. Pirate juice. <laughs> That's the most Columbia drink name I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I would also like get drunk off like vodka mom turn the episode off I would get like drunk off vodka crans, my freshman year of college and like walk to the bean that was a fun thing because they were like this city is your campus Um, (laughs) I was like damn right if I can't be irresponsible on the quad I'll be irresponsible at the bean (laughs) at the bean
2: (laughs) the most Chicago place (laughs) to be
1: irresponsible
2: Loyola. Well, so it's funny because Loyola would say the same thing. I was up in Rogers Park. <laughs> there's two campuses. There's downtown Rogers Park, mm-hmm. and so in the winter time, you you are the closest. If you, I lived in the in the dorm that was the closest building, residential building to Lake Michigan. Uh-huh. So like we were right there, and it was cold as hell. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like the wind the wind in the winter time. Like the lake would freeze, which was cool. Then you would have some drinks and it's like, yeah, I'm going to go outside and just sit by the lake and I'm sitting there like, what am I doing? I'm going to die. <laughs> like, it's the wind is, I'm freezing. Like, I don't know what, like, I, I want to go, but I don't, I don't want to move because I'm too cold. So that was, um, instead of going to the bean, we would go to the lake <laughs> and then we'd leave yeah. because it was too cold.
0: Story of my life, story of college in Chicago is trying to do some shenanigans and being like, no, it sucks out here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it sounds like. I mean, listening to this record, yeah, Italian. Eh. Um, there it is. It Professional. Is. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like life was pretty bad for some of these guys in Belleville, Illinois. <laughs> you know, and and in Columbia, Missouri, uh, trying to escape. And there's a line in one of the songs, um, in in the song um, "Whiskey Bottle," where the 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 lyric is uh, something like. Um, liquor and guns the send the sign says quite plain and they were quite literally like driving outside of columbia missouri down there and there was a sign on a store that said liquor guns and ammo and they're like what the hell kind of place are we in <laughs> like what is this right and so that song is just like it's about like you know chasing people chasing you trying to make money off of you and it's just like it's depressing but i feel like it's a jam yeah when i listen to yeah. you, you know it's just so so powerful so that made me think of like hey we had these experiences but there were no signs that said liquor and guns yeah at any of the stores maybe by columbia i don't know <laughs> uh, i have a small anecdote about columbia missouri oh please uh,
0: do oh <laughs> well zach's from missouri
1: i'm from small town missouri uh, right. So I actually I'm reading Jeff Tweedy's books right now and I relate with a lot of the stuff he's talking about. Uh, but uh, we used to go to band competitions in Columbia, Missouri. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: I never that, keep that going, store. Keep going. That store must not be there because I don't remember ever seeing
2: uh, <laughs> ammo, liquor, and guns. It was on the way. I think oh, it was on the way okay, to okay. that whole because there's the lyric like uh, th- like a uh, three hour away town mm-hmm. because they were going between Columbia, St. Louis. There, that whole and, circuit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were playing. So it
0: could have actually. Sorry, uh, I didn't
2: mean to cut you off. It could have no, been okay.
0: in your backyard.
2: Could have been. Pretty close. How,
0: how
1: many hours away
0: were you from Columbia? Like three
1: hours. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. I relate to these guys a lot, I tell you. <laughs> it's the same number of hours. Wow. <laughs> so you told us earlier you're not too much of a country fan, but you are a big fan of this alt country. Um, are you familiar yeah, with the comedian, singer, songwriter, Bo Burnham? I don't think so. Tell Perfect. me about Bo Burnham. This is this is great. Uh, Bo Burnham is a very funny comedian. I like a lot of his stuff. Uh, he just won a Grammy for his latest thing, Inside, that he'd been on Netflix. Um, but way forever ago, he wrote a song called Panderin. Is that the name of the song, Sarah?
0: Yeah. So it's from a special that he did called Make Happy. Well, it was a I I assume like a touring show that was then a Netflix special. Um And he had this song where he was sort of poking fun at like stadium rock artists like <laughs> the Jason Aldeans and the Chris Stapletons. No shade, mm-hmm. um, but talking about how these very wealthy people <laughs> are pandering to sort of like flyover state folks. Yep. With, like, country lyrics. It's a very funny song, which (laughs) ties into Zach's bit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I've taken lyrics from his song, Explicitly Making Fun of Country Music, and lyrics from classical country hits. Uh, And, Mike, you're going to have to guess which is Bo Burnham and which is a real country song.
2: Okay. I like this game. I like this. Okay.
1: Um, So I'll read it to you, and then I'll let you guess. I got a hot rod Ford and a $2 bill. And I know a
2: spot right over the hill. I'm gonna go. That sounds like a country jam commercial. Yeah, country jam, yeah.
3: That's
1: that's Hank Williams,
2: yeah. Who that's is, Hank
1: Williams, really. Yeah, that's the, from the song "Hey, Good Looking."
0: Oh, oh, really?
3: Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, that's all right.
0: Good looking. That song is adorable. All right. Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> all right. Here is a lyric: A dirt road, a cold beer,
2: a blue jeans, a red pickup. <laughs> that's the lyric, huh? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, God! So one's a comedian and one is like the from an actual song, right? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh-huh. Here? Oh from like God. a legendary, at least from what Google told me was a legendary. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, Google does country, country artist. Uh, <laughs> how many O's did you go through? You were like the twenty seventh O to get some of these on the Google. <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> no, no, all deep first cuts page. Here. First page. All, all right. <laughs> Uh, sorry, so we got we got a pickup truck, we got some blue jeans, uh, we got a shotgun. What, what's going on again? Tell me that one more time.
1: A dirt road, a cold beer, a blue jeans, a red pickup.
2: Uh, that sounds too, oh
1: God, I'm a comedian? Yeah, that's comedian. The next <laughs> line is a real noun, simple adjective. Because <laughs> he's, he's making fun.
2: But the fact that you had to think about it means he was doing yeah, I it. I know, dumb. right? <laughs> right? Also, like, I'm not... I, I have no problem, and this is, again, this is going to, hold on, let me take a sip of my elitist Manhattan before I say this.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I enjoy ripping on mainstream country. I, I do not like it. I, yeah. I, I will make fun of it. I have no shame yeah. in doing that. But in doing that, I, I like, when I tell some of my friends who know me, they're like, oh, yeah, you don't, Mike doesn't like country music. But I'm like, no, I like this kind of music. That's like real as opposed to, you know, the noun, adjective, genes, uh, whatever that was, you know, which 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 is like, I think not that far off from what some of these yeah. songs are like. So so I just want to put that out there. Um, if it sounds like I'm hating on country music, I am. Um but,
0: <laughs>
2: but the alt-country Benite. stuff I love.
0: I will say very quickly. This is a safe space for being a hater. (laughs) I love being a hater.
1: (laughs) Some of these songs I found during this, I saved. Because I was like, this is a good actual classic country song. (laughs) (laughs) So... You guys keep hating. I like some of these.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be a hater. Again, I, I, I said this before. I'm from not bumfuck anymore. We have an Ikea. Um, that but is something. in Wisconsin, there is a festival that goes on called Country USA. Sure. Where sure. in like the middle of the state, people pull up and listen to Jason Aldean. I have never gone. It's not my scene. I think corporate country is silly.
2: So I'm gonna I'm, let me let me piggyback off that. now I know Zach. I know we're in the game here. So I'm I'm, I'm sorry if no, I'm. No, this is how the little... games are
1: designed. Is okay, to just I just run off
2: however they end up. Yeah. This is your show. I'm just here <laughs> because the grace of the two of you. So, yeah. um, and we're so thankful for it. No, I'm thankful for you guys. I mean, let's. We're all here. Let me, let me give you a hug across the couch. <laughs> um, we're I'm all here in the, in the
0: room and Dude, we're yeah. doing. A group hug right now. <laughs> it's a really tight hug. Oh, hold, yeah.
1: on, hold on, let me put my shirt on.
2: <laughs> so, all right, Sarah, where in Wisconsin are you from?
0: I am from Oak Creek, Wisconsin, which is about like 15, 20 minutes south of Milwaukee. Got it.
2: Got it. So, if it. you're okay. familiar, so it's like we, between by, Milwaukee, Milwaukee and Kenosha. By the Dells. Okay, yeah. I love the Dells. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So, I know I know where yeah, the Dell's, you know, commercial it's Vegas in Wisconsin. Um so they have like a place north of there and it's, you know, out there and it, I love it. It's great. And every 4th of July they, they have like a little they have the like a pavilion thing uh in the Condo community and there's a the uh, sort of like a there's a bar area and bands come and they're you know very nice people, but the the stuff that the bands play, there's like they'll play some traditional classic rock, which everyone can get down to. But then it, it takes a turn, and I'm like, what is what is this? what what are we what are we doing here? What's happening here? And I always think that's so funny because I like culturally, it's such a night and day thing. People will drive their ATVs and they'll park yes. them and they'll listen to the to the songs. And again, I'm not do whatever you want. Awesome. They're very nice people. Great. Awesome. I love it. Um, and the band's great. I actually, uh, side note, I play harmonica. So um, I sit in with these with some of these bands uh, because we've been going up there for so long. And they're all always great. But when it's like, oh, we're going to play, uh, I don't know, your latest country rock song or whatever it is, mainstream. I'm like, that's my beer. That's my beer song. So I'm going to go a get a A little beer.
0: bit of chicken fried. Cold uh, beer on a Friday night.
2: Are they playing the Pair loop? of
0: jeans <laughs> that fit just right.
1: Country Road. Are they doing a little NASX yet? Is that hit Wisconsin
2: yet? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: little NASX would be great in um you know outside Country, of Castle USA. Rock Lake. You
0: know? Oh, I'm it's, sure he would do amazing. God,
2: we're not uh we have a ways to go, my friends. Yeah. We have a ways to go. Like,
1: I got I got two more of the game and then okay. Sorry to derail that. Out. I just <laughs> had to put
2: that out there. No, that was perfect. We
0: love derailing. Yes. <laughs> it's the whole show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, <laughs> Mike. Do you think this is a real country song? The lyrics are hunting deer, chasing trout, a Bud Light with the logo facing out.
2: <laughs> that's yeah. I think that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's <Bill> no. Burnham. <laughs> it's
0: oh, couldn't you <laughs>
2: see that? I mean, could not? Could you not see that? A As million percent. A million yeah. percent. Yeah.
0: A million.
2: God, it's so simple.
0: We're so gonna simple. send you this video after we finish recording. It's so good. <laughs> it's very
2: good. I wanna see it. <laughs> I wanna see it. Uh here
1: we go. A cowboy ain't easy to love and he's harder to hold. It means more to him to give you a song than a silver or gold.
2: That's a uh is that a is that from a
1: famous song? Is that like um it is wow. in their Spotify top five. Oh man, I just gave it away. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a it's a band. It could be bo Marley. <laughs> Spotify. <don't.
2: laughs> what's the what's the group? Uh, uh, that's Willie Nelson. Yeah. Okay. I can get behind <laughs> Willie Nelson. Also, if you have ever heard of his son Lucas Nelson, he's a he's a really really good guitar player. He's got a very cool band, Lucas oh. Nelson and the something I forgot, but they've got a really um, they've got a couple of jams out there. So it's it's very much in this vein, maybe even a little bit more aggressive but definitely that country twinge to it so yeah. lucas nelson and whatever the band is called but it's uh it's great that makes sense i mean
1: if you're willie nelson's kid you probably smoked weed at a very young age uh totally th- <laughs> and play very good music
0: <laughs> doesn't willie nelson have his own cannabis line probably i feel like i've, I've seen that in the news
2: yeah i think so that sounds I'm about pretty right.
0: Sure, it's called like Willie's Reserve or something like that,
2: <laughs>
0: which I respect.
2: <laughs> hey, you got to pay the rent.
0: Got to pay the rent. Got to. No,
2: at the end of the day, you got to pay that rent.
0: Absolutely. Hey, Zach. If at any point we get, I don't know, America. asked to create a weed line, I would do it a million percent to pay the rent.
1: Yeah. Or for free weed? I mean, for- <laughs> you should call it
2: "pay the rent." Like that should be the line.
0: Yeah. You know, like oh swear that pay the rent. Absolutely. Gonna head. Gonna pay. head down and buy some. Buy an eighth of pay the rent. I'll
2: tell you what. That little one. That one's by the. Well, that's my gift for you. That one's free. Okay. No, it's free. That one's free. Marketing we'll things it. free. But now I gotta start to charge. Okay. So that one was free. But now I gotta charge. Now we're on the clock.
0: All right, Sorry. all right. I've got an invoice template going.
2: <laughs> a, a Google spreadsheet. Yes.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, did like, do we have a winner or a loser here decisively? Oh, I think
1: he was two for four.
0: <gasps> what so. does it mean when someone's a half Z? Uh,
1: you played a good game. We had good jokes. Everyone wins.
0: Everyone wins. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone take a drink of their Manhattan. Um, well let's let's start off with Graveyard shift. Can we just play that brilliant riff right at the beginning? A
0: million times. It percent. is an
1: excellent uh intro riff. It's got those hammer-ons and it's Mike, how do you feel about the tone of the guitar on this first riff?
2: It's it's thick. Thick it, it's it's it comes it, like it's this is the great opening of a record. Yes. I yeah. Think. Yeah. You know like okay. this is what this is your track 1. <laughs>
1: To you right with that country,
0: yeah, but like it's also I know decisively that we're in like the alt country space mm-hmm. because this record was to sound insufferable, kind of mathy, there were a lot of like fun syncopations and irregularities, yeah, to. What would normally be? I I feel like a lot of country music is typically very like you know what straightforward, pretty straightforward. Um, but it's like like that's fun.
1: Yeah, to me, alt country just means country but with good drums and guitar. (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah, it's true. Yeah, like
2: (laughs) and like with with human feeling, and again, I keep coming back to the commercial rock or, uh you know country music today it's so compressed and it's so polished and like that's not what you want in this kind of music you know you mm-hmm. want sort of that um you know the 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 highs and the lows um to, to to just like be there and like yes there's aggressiveness with this very much so but it's also again very gentle and at times and and quiet and I love that sort of juxtaposition. But also I gotta give a shout out. I think it's Tweety playing bass. The bass lines in these songs oh. are so good.
1: Baseline is, it's so 90s to me. Like, it, that could be yeah. a bass line in a Bare Naked Ladies song. Bum. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bare
0: Naked Ladies. Absolutely.
2: Uh, but yeah. I want to you know a fun story. I interviewed that band. <gasps> really? I love the yeah. Bare
0: Naked Ladies. <laughs> Tell me more right now. Uh,
2: they were, so they split. So this was ni- uh, 2000. So when I was at Loyola, I was at the Loyola radio station for four years. And so, my, I think it was probably 2002, my senior year, they came to, it wasn't, so it was the Bare Naked Ladies, but they were going by a different name. They were going by this oh. band called the Brothers Cregan. And they came to, they were just playing somewhere in Chicago and we booked them and they're like, yeah, we'll come to this college. I mean, granted, the this, this station was downtown for a long time. So that was a nice, like, you didn't feel like, as a band, you were going to a college radio station. It's like, oh, I'm going to a radio station. At least it's downtown. So they came in, and they played live. And they brought the upright bass. Um, they played, and, like, super cool. Very nice. Yeah. You know, great. It was a good interview. Um, that was, that was oh oh two, 2 And uh, they were, they sounded great. They were, I mean, and they're very talented. Like, they nail... All the vocal stuff, they just do that. They did that live. There was nothing, you know, when you're doing that acoustic thing in a radio station, there's nothing to save you. Like we're not gonna especially the college radio station. Well, we ain't gonna save you there. You gotta be you gotta bring it. So they did. It was it was great. So anyway, um uh, that's my naked Ladies story. The end. I love that's Bar-Naked a great story.
0: Ladies. I could count on all of my fingers and toes and not even have enough um digits. <laughs> to count the number of times I listened to Stunt.
2: It's, they were, you know, they were good. I, I don't know, are they still a thing today? I have no idea. Here's still the doing thing.
0: It? So like we've said earlier, I'm from right outside of Milwaukee and I was looking at the lineup for Summerfest, which mm. is a music festival held in Milwaukee. It is quote unquote, the world's largest music festival because they do it for like two weeks. They do it for a long time. And the Bare Naked Ladies are, I think, headlining one of the free stages. Oh, hell yeah!
1: <laughs> so, what, what are you doing I'm for SummerFest? I'm <laughs> going
0: to see the Bare Naked Ladies. Want to come? Yes, <laughs> Good for
2: you. I'm I guess it a live recording it. podcast that you can do a live show. And I know you've done that. Yeah. Of album rebrews. you could do that from SummerFest, and you could get someone to uh, do the show up there with you. Brilliant. I think we
0: need to. I, I feel should. like we need to get the email or like the agent's email for the Bare Naked Ladies because that would 150% hey, fulfill a childhood hey, fantasy. N- Mr. Bare Naked Ladies,
1: <laughs> do you remember Mike from O2? You,
2: you played his college radio. <laughs> uh we know Mike.
3: Hey. Uh, maybe I'll go
2: with you and just like meet him backstage and high five him and stuff. Yeah, like,
3: What's up, absolutely. <laughs> remember
2: me and Mike from from O2? <laughs>
3: Hey, the station, long time, no WLU, friend, <laughs>
2: right? How are things? How's that upright base going? They,
1: they totally remember it. <laughs> that would be
0: amazing. They,
1: they have like a secret handshake, and <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> we're boys,
0: boy time. Um,
2: what's up? Um, I have a side question here. This is this is kind of a housekeeping question. What, what happens when we're out of? like do we reload the cocktail or do we how do we get <gasps> more oh, is that I was just thinking that
0: um, <laughs> if you need to refill your drink we have a sound effect for it
2: we will keep recording that away our editor So just keep just rolling just plop yeah. one file in I've got so much tape here that I'm recording on <laughs> So Cam- Cameron, I want you, I've got this big reel-to-reel I'm going on here. So I'm just going to, I'm going to UPS you the reel-to-reel. All right, I'm going to go freshen up the cocktail, as they say.
0: Amazing.
1: <laughs> All right, let's see here. Cut this guy. Cut this guy. Tape these together. And go.
2: Joey.
0: Nice to meet you, Joey. in the
2: microphone? Say
0: hi. Hi. Hi, Hi, Joey. What's your name?
2: Joey.
0: Joey.
2: Thank you for joining us. That's JoJo. That was precious. Good cameo. (laughs) Good cameo. (laughs) This song, Before I Break, I mean, can we just… Yeah. On liquor, I spent my last dime.
0: Yeah. Like, Mm. that's how it
2: starts. And you know you're in for something. And it's just like a tar. You know, everything comes in and for me like again it's like early in the album you're still like just it's just getting you going and but again it's about you know uh the the stresses and the struggles of life and the i mean literally the first line is on on liquor i spent my last dime like okay how are you you know uh, <laughs> you see someone
0: uh, yeah i mean but, for everyone listening if you want like a drinking game that will really do it um I was gonna say take a shot but I think that would be dangerous (laughs) take a good gulp of your beverage every time this album mentions (laughs) drinking due to rural (laughs) hardship and it'll get you there
2: yeah that's all I wanted to say about that song it just it just kicks ass it just it's great you know and it's sad but it's awesome and you know Emotionally, I think we can all connect to it. So that's it. That's I just wanted to give a shout-out because that's one of the songs like I don't know. I put on, you know, on Spotify where it's like, I just need to get some aggression out.
3: Mm-hmm. That's yeah,
2: you know. There's
1: some raw. really good punk guitar in that one, you know, that, that kind of yes. breaks through.
2: Crazy though, like the punk influence with these guys. Like they loved playing punk, and then then they didn't because nobody down there was loving <laughs> was gonna, punk at the time. They would have to drive eight
1: hours to, for anyone
2: who would want to listen to
1: their punk I music. <laughs> so they
2: they they kind of cleverly wove it into the the fabric of what they were. Uh, you know the 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 country scene. So I thought again. I think it's just it's brilliant. It's brilliant.
0: Well, I think it's crazy because I was listening to this album and I thought that. If we're, like, tying it back to the, quote, unquote, like, modern alternative scene, I could see this being, like, an embryo for, like, an Alex G or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of a modern alternative folksy artist.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There was a lot
0: of this album that I felt like could have manifested itself in a work like that.
3: Yeah.
1: When I
0: think of, like, a rocket by Alex G. I think of a lot of this. Very small town nanny
1: And everything is like, nothing is original, right? Everything has influences. So whenever you can find two influences that work like this alt country does, it's always super neat. Totally. For sure.
0: Totally. For sure. And I mean, like I said earlier, I'm from Wisconsin. If small town folks don't cope with the problems by drinking a beer, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else they're going to cope with. Only some of us are going to go to therapy. <laughs> but,
2: like, for, you know, for a lot of people, I mean, this sounds awful, but that is the therapy. I Absolutely. Mean, and it's not, you know, like, the drinking is one thing. And, obviously, people can have issues with that. But, like, I always, and I've always, and my friends have, you know, ripped on me for this. They're like, Mike, you know, you love bars so much. And the drinking is great. I mean, that's fun. But um, it's it's about, like, the 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 togetherness mm. as quirky and stupid and and cliche as that sounds. But I really believe that now, if it's like some ch- chachi bar downtown, whatever, like, okay, maybe not, but like a true tavern. And I feel like Wisconsin has a lot of those true taverns and, and Chicago has them too. And they did, especially, you know, back in the day. And now the liquor licenses have atrophied, but, um, but, to me, like, that's the ultimate where you can have, like, a lawyer sitting next to the garbage man, sitting next to the teacher, uh, you know, sitting next to the computer guy. Like, you're all at the bar. You're all at the bar. You're all drinking. You're all kind of just unwinding, sharing life experiences. To me, I mean, that is like, watch this. That's democracy. And I really believe that. Like, that's the ultimate in leveling the field, you know? So I've always, like, romanticized, I guess, the tavern in that sense. And, and Chicago certainly has a lot of history. By the way, I should mention this. My full-time job, I'm a high school history teacher. I don't know if you know this. Oh, we didn't know but, that. That's so you know, cool. So that's why I kind of know some of this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, Chicago, the it's very much the history of Chicago is rooted in in tavern culture. Yeah. Immigrants, um, religion. The blues, right? You know, a, a, Oh, the blues certainly, and like that specifically when we look at like the African American experience, right? Like the Great Migration, Mm -hmm. um, and then you know the that music coming from the Delta, coming from the fields, and then it comes to Chicago. And because this is such a busy place with so many people and it's so loud, you have to plug in your instruments, and that's the Chicago blues sound. Mm -hmm. It's thick, it's loud, it's it's raw, um, as opposed to like the acoustic Delta stuff. And so it takes on its own, its own sort of life and the same thing with jazz. So I just, for me, like another reason why this record just, I love it is because it reminds me of, you're just going to go to the bar and no one's going to care about like what you look like or, you know, what you, you know, just, it's just very real. Like you can just have a conversation And, and like, can we just do that today? It's, it's hard. And, and, you know, you've got online forums, which isn't really a substitute. It's just weird. Um, but I don't know. So I guess that's – I took it. I took it. I don't know where I took it. But that's my my sort of love of, of, of that culture. But also, this record just reminds me of that. And, and also, like, the struggles of, you know, working-class Americans, which is very real. So um, – this was like the Barbara Walters interview response I just gave oh, to
1: no, you. So I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Even thirty-two yeah. years later, right? That still speaks that kind of working-class American. Yeah. And, um, so yeah. there's something kind of timeless about that, which is very cool.
0: Welcome to I sixty agree. minutes with Sarah and Zach.
1: <laughs> and my, I'm your host, Sarah,
2: and I'm your host, Zach.
0: <laughs> uh, should we get into some history?
2: <laughs> yeah um, Let's talk this
0: about No Depression is,
1: Yeah, very historical
0: Track number four on this album The title track is called No Depression
3: Millions to their doom
2: I'm going where there's no depression To a better land that's free from care I'll leave this world totally in trouble my home's in heaven, I'm going there, I'm going where, there's no depression, better land, it's free from care. And
0: if you were a fucking noob, you would think this is an original
3: <laughs> for Uncle Tupelo,
0: <laughs> but no, 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 but... no. you silly goose, it's not. The original version of the song, this song is actually a cover. Track number four is a cover of the song No Depression in Heaven by the Carter family, which was recorded in 1936 during the legitimate Great Depression.
1: The greatest one. Yeah,
0: the
3: greatest
0: one. Uh, Yeah, to this day, the greatest depression – I mean, y'all should have seen me in 2018, but mm, all right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot of history tied into this track. Um, The original song called No Depression in Heaven by the Carter family. I'm going where
3: there's no depression To the lovely land that's free from care I'll leave this world of fall and
0: trouble. My home's in heaven, I'm going there. Uh, was eventually covered by you know this band, and then eventually, like I think, also Cheryl Crow. <laughs> Um but oh, it, really? yeah it is a song that is really synonymous I think since this album with the alt country scene and then eventually evolved to be the title of an alt country publication
3: wow called That's no True.
0: depression which ran for a hot fucking minute, went off the presses, and then was revived in 2015. Hmm. It's still running to this day, the publication No Depression. So there's this, like, really amazing kind of (laughs) long-running, almost at this point for a 100 years— Piece of history with this album.
1: Were you guys able to find why they picked this song? I tried to find it, but I couldn't really find any information about why the band was like, "Hey, this song from 1936. Oh, let's name know. our whole first album after it." It seems like such a
2: yeah. I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that sometimes the alt country genre I read was just called No Depression because of this because of the record, which yeah, is the song. And so people just refer to the genre as it's like it's like No Depression music, right? So, uh, uh. which which I thought was kind of cool. Now I think it's more people call it alt country, um, but for a minute it was it was called the genre was called no depression. So again, like this band Uncle Tupelo, like incredibly influ Like what the hell? Like how come we don't? How come more people don't know about this band?
3: Literally, um, yeah.
2: So, su- I mean, really, like I, I, and again, the only reason why why I discovered this is because I was working at my college radio station. And we were playing all kinds of just you know you know you get into the college radio thing and it's it's great and I I came across this and the little blurb of the review on the cover that some like the music director wrote it's like oh if you like you know have you heard of Wilco it's like Wilco before Wilco and I'm like what and I played it I'm like what come on come on and so then I got into and they have three other records I believe Mm -hmm. Uncle Tupelo but um, kind of a messy. Breakup, which gets us Wilco, I guess. So I'm it's that's I'm not mad about it, right? You know, like it, it yeah, needed to like, happen. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jay Farrar went on to Sunvolt. So, like, those bands are great. Um, but this band was the OG, man. Mm-hmm. It's so
1: interesting to because I'm a big Wilco fan. I didn't get into Wilco until like 2012. Um, but it's interesting yeah. to find this album after you recommended it for the show, which I'd never listened to before. But to the hill, Jeff Tweedy kind of cut his teeth at songwriting. And Jeff Tweedy yeah. now is an amazing songwriter. You know, I mean, yep. back then too. But like, just to see the very the incubation of his songwriting process is very cool.
2: These they were kids, like they were kids. They were kids. Stuff, you know, which yeah, is like twenty four. Jeff Tweedy was. Like, uh, yes. <laughs> and, and like they sound like the the perspective on life. It's like was is this a seventy five year old dude writing these songs? <laughs> They're so you know? jaded. They're so jaded. Yeah. Yeah, which is like, God, you're you're all screwed up, but thanks.
0: Yeah. You know, Sounds like you know? me in a therapy session. Uh.
2: <laughs> Just be you. Yeah. Dude, that's the best person you can be. Precisely. <laughs> that's right. Um, but no, no depression really quick. It's, it's interesting because it comes off of Before I Break, which is like a, this jam, mm. right? Mm. And then it kind of gets, you know, you get into the guitar of no depression. And it's like, Oh what's happening, you know? And it's this kind of break before we, you know, go on to the next part of the record. So I th- I think the tracking of this record is actually very smart. I like how they track this. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Before I knew that No Depression was a cover from <laughs> literally the 1930s, I was listening to this album just like front to back and I was surprised by the complexity of... The way that the record before and after the song was played, I was like, "Oh wow, no depression seems very like straightforward right like it's so easy, yep." And then I was like, oh, wait, there's history here, and that's yeah. pretty cool.
1: <laughs> we won't get into the demos too much, but there's a bunch of demos out, right, for this album, and the demo for this one is even more like the original
2: 1936, mm-hmm. I think. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. um, Yes. The demos are so cool to listen to. I guess, it was, I mean, if you've listened to this record a lot, and then you hear the demos, it's like, oh, I, I mean, I'm a huge, I love the demo mm-hmm. thing. Like, of songs that you know, and then you hear the demo, and it's like, oh they didn't know what was about to happen with this you know (laughs) i guess i love that little peek into it so the demos and there's a story they didn't have the rights to this record um then i think the other i think two more records after this until the 2000s they had to work out uh, some sort of legal issue and finally they got the rights which is why they finally put the demos out i think i think that was the story because they didn't technically own the rights to it. And finally, it was a lawsuit, or they settled, and they got it. So that's why they can, like, put this stuff out there, because they didn't own it. Which, like, oh, my God, the music, like, what? the music industry, you know? you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah. bonkers. They're, they're, they're so jaded, and they've got all the stuff to say, but we, you're not, you're not going to own it. Like, you're not going to, Ugh. Well, anyway. Zach, you- hold on. Let me take a sip of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, you've talked
0: about this before. There are X amount of notes, period.
1: Yeah. It's it's crazy to me that, like, if you go back far enough, and I like to Native Americans who didn't even think you could own land, but like to the idea to think that you can own, ba, 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 which is four notes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can own Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It should Crazy. just be everybody's music is everybody's. That's how it started, right? Mm-hmm.
2: People just made music in taverns.
0: Everyone just goes la la la.
2: Do you know that bars and taverns have to pay if you have live music? If you have a jukebox, you have to pay a, a fee, yeah, uh, every year to to publishing companies. If you want to have music, you've got to pay a fee. And, and I get it; like I, I'm all for paying artists, mm-hmm. one thousand percent. Let's let's do that. But you know, you're paying the middleman first, and then the middleman is saying, okay, we're going to take ours, and then the artist will get theirs. Yeah. And I understand that you need publicity and all that jazz, but I think in the future that we're living in here, and th- by the way, that's my old... You talk about a dad joke. That's my dad joke of hey, we're living in the future, cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, My knees hurt. And so like the the whole thing about living in the future is you can do it now on your own. Yeah, right? You can... Bypass that you can you know do Pro Tools or Logic or whatever you want in your basement studio, and you could put out like a pretty good release, and you could do it on your own. It's just I mean I don't know. So I think the industry is changing in that regard, but it's a it's a it's fast in some respects, but then it feels like it's not fast because there are still big labels out there that sign these artists, and they these artists aren't getting paid a lot, but they're going on tour and they're getting used. So I don't know. I I don't know what the answer is, but there's got to be a better way. We've come, I think we've come a long way. We've made progress since like the time of Uncle Tupelo, but my goodness, it's just, it's hard. It's, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard. One thing we like to
1: do, and this is a good plug in the middle of our episode is, are you familiar with Bandcamp, the website Bandcamp? I
2: am camp.
1: All our guests who are musicians, we we have a bandcamp forum. of uh, so you go to our page, which is on Instagram. Oh. You, and then Bandcamp takes like very little percentages. And then like the second yes. Friday of the month, they don't take any. So it's like
0: Oh, I yeah. didn't know that.
1: So it's like Bandcamp
0: Fridays. Bandcamp
1: Fridays. So it's like if you want to go support musicians, like just go buy their music on Bandcamp Friday. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was gonna say we're in a space, I think right now, where Publishing music online is simultaneously, like, very democratic. Like, pretty much anyone with the hardware and the internet access can do it. But at the same time, very difficult to make money from. It's it's yeah. really weird and unprecedented. And so... Ugh, God, I don't know what the Uncle Tupelo's did. They probably sold, like, cassettes, but... So well, they got on a
2: record label yeah. in the 90s, and I forget. So they they were getting, you know, CMG, CMJ, College Music Journal, which is like, you know, college radio. That's like the Bible of, of music. And um, they were getting reviewed in, like, 88, 89. And so there was buzz about um uncle tupelo and then i i rockville i think it was rockville records was the label that they were first on and that was um you know that was sort of like their trajectory upward but i think even then they were you know like there was label like who who owns it and you know you're 24 like okay sign this you're gonna give me a bunch of money up front yeah cool i'm in yeah uh, you own my music yeah whatever yeah. Uh, fine you know uh because you're starving like you want to be able to eat and like live, and you get to like you're gonna pay me money for doing my art. Oh boy, sure, I'll sign. And so many bands. I mean, it's, this is not original to this band, but like how many bands got got screwed with that, you know? And so it's 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 gross. I side note, I played in a band for like six years. Did you play? I, oh, the harmonica. It's oh, for right. the harmonica. So that's not like Bob Dylan harmonica. Like more <laughs> a little bit more engaging. Um, <laughs> Don't, all right, don't, nobody, <laughs> nobody come after me because I, I, shady, I said something shady. about Dylan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nobody say anything
2: to me. <laughs> we all had day jobs as so many musicians do. And this was the the side hustle. But like we traveled to, we drove to like places like Manistee, Michigan to, um, we played Kenosha. We played the Yardarm in Kenosha. You ever been in the Yardarm?
0: I don't know the Yardarm specifically, but I know Kenosha. Okay.
2: Yeah, we were in the the Kenoshe,
0: yep. as we call it, yep.
2: uh, and we didn't. We never played the Brat Stop, but we went to the Brat Stop. <laughs> okay, we love the Brat Stop. I have love for the Brat Stop. Good, but like you know, you're making. We had a bunch of guys. We had seven guys in the band, and so it was like the Partridge Family. And you'd make like five hundred dollars, maybe. And so, what are you walking away with? And we'll put it towards a record. So, okay, we're basically not getting paid. Time away from. At the time, you know, girlfriends and which eventually wives, and gas money. It's and, just like, yeah, it's just I don't know, I don't know. But we did it. It was a fun experience. I don't regret it at all. It's just it was hard, and it's something. That, and I was just with our old guitarist. I was just uh, we went to Fitzgerald's last week and saw some live music. And it's like, yeah, I love Fitzgerald's. It's Chicago, is such a small world. Oh, it really is. Simultaneously, oh, yeah,
0: the biggest place in the world and the smallest town.
2: Yeah, which I love. That's why I love it. Yes, you know, I, I think like doing what you do and what I do, like if, I mean, there's already a lot of stuff out there anyway, but like, I feel like we, you can actually do it here and it's big enough, you know, it's a metropolis, but it's also very much a small town. I feel like if you were in, if I, if I'll speak for myself, uh, if I was in New York or Los Angeles, it'd just be like, you just get lost in the you know, the the throes of people who are I'm, I'm out here to be an actor and so maybe I'll just do a podcast because I don't because cause anyone can do it. You know, and it's like <laughs> get fucked. Really? Like anyone can do it. Looking at you, Conan O'Brien. No. Yeah! Yeah. yeah. Conan has it needs a friend. No, you don't.
1: Can't host Conan. late night anymore. You're gonna open a podcast. Get out of here. <laughs>
0: God. Conan, you have so many friends. Get out of don't here. Friend, <laughs> don't need
2: a friend, But really, like,
0: every, like,
2: real housewife of whatever city has podcasts, like, that drives me, you know, and we didn't talk about it too much when we, you were on my show, but, like, that drives me. I mean, it drives me nuts, but I guess you can do it, whatever. That's fine. Competition's good, but it's just, like, when you work so hard at something, and just because someone comes in like waltzes in because they already have that name recognition from whatever. Yeah, they can just open up any medium, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, I was all angry.
1: But if I had to be upset about every instance of that, I'd be upset all the time, I think. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm already (laughs) upset all the time. (laughs) Might as well add a reason. (laughs) Let's talk about whiskey bottle. We're drinking whiskey. It's the namesake for this pairing. That's my song,
2: Cameron. Were you that please auto tune that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: That reminded me of like growing up and going to church. That kind of sounded like, much, <laughs> like you when know, like that was one of those. Psalms. Yes, and but in this case, it was like you know. And be with you and the whiskey. (laughs) I'm going
3: to rip off a John Mulaney
0: (laughs) joke, but when they're like... The bread of bread is bread. He will bring us bread. He giving me flashbacks. Yes. <laughs> I'm
2: getting Hold on, really quick. Can we? Can we got speaking of back in the day. Can I get up one more cameo here? Come here, real quick. Yes. Wait. This is yes. Mikey. This is my seven-year-old.
0: Hi, Mikey. Say Hi, Mikey. Hi. Hey. <laughs> We're two for two. No, there are no more.
2: There are no more. <laughs> You, but your rendition of your interpretation of whiskey bottle reminded me of uh of of that which I enjoy, I Sarah I enjoyed it.
0: Good. Please don't I'm glad. I enjoyed it.
2: So props to you.
0: Well, I think it relates um, to the you know, the southern small town roots. Everyone's come to church on Sunday and everyone's all up in everyone's business. Yeah.
2: True. And there's a lot of whiskey. And
0: there's a lot of whiskey. I mean, that's us tonight.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me tie it in. Yeah. The lyric in whiskey bottle, whiskey bottle over Jesus.
1: He does talk about that a lot. Yeah, there is a lot of Jesus in the song.
0: Whiskey bottle over Jesus, not forever, just for now.
2: <laughs> just for now. Just for now. Which, again, feels um, very
0: small. I'm, well, I personally am not very religious. Not that I'm going to put whiskey as my religion, but I'm not necessarily <laughs> <Well, laughs> going to call on Jesus either. <laughs> but like the
2: song, um, you know, for me, it's like, oh, my God, like, what is this dude going through? Because, you know, that that strong religion, like you were saying in small town America, that strong, strong religious sort of, you know, uh, affinity that for now, this guy's just like, you know, what? screw this. I need a drink. And if it's between a drink and going to church, definitely gonna have the drink. Might be 10 o'clock in the morning, but I'm still gonna have one anyway, maybe the whole bottle. Um so I just love again the the dynamics of this, right? The 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 soft and then the aggressive and we, we were talking about the demos before. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the demo of the, or it's it's not the demo. It's the, uh, or there is a demo, but there's a live acoustic version where mm-hmm. it's just Jay Farrar playing the harmonica and and the guitar. And it's like, that just gives me goosebumps. It's, uh it's, it's great with the the full band, but like the acoustic, just him playing is haunting. Yes. Them. A little more, oh. yeah, a little more raw, a little more personal. Yeah. I, I love this song. I love this song so much. It's, 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 Probably my favorite song off the record.
1: Wow. It's a good one. It's up there for sure. Did you know Matt Nathanson did a cover of this one? I did not know that. When was that? Uh, It was in 2016. Oh. Matt Nathanson is the guy from the 90s. Do you know the song I'm thinking of? It's the one that's like, come on, get higher, loosen my lips, right? I
0: never knew the name of the person who sang that. I don't
1: know any of his songs besides that, but he does a very good cover of Whiskey Bottle.
0: I would love to just absolutely blast a pickup truck down the freeway
1: to this album. All four windows yes. down.
0: Oh, a <laughs> percent. Oh, <90%. yeah. laughs> a Jeep yes. with the top I off. I almost
1: bought a truck for this episode. It would have been
0: perfect. <laughs> but the next song is called Train. And I did listen to this album on the Blue Line.
3: That
1: is a train.
0: Which is technically is. a train. <laughs> he's at a really about reaching.
1: The trains his dad used to work on. Jeff Trudy's dad used to work on trains. Well, that's
0: a different train. <laughs> he didn't work on the Blue Line. But goodness gracious, let's listen to the intro. Yes.
1: So yeah, very satisfying. And then the lyrics are all very, very much just like, I wrote this while watching the trains go by in my small town, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're talking about. that's like an
2: epic, it's an epic intro, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know. Dun, dun, bang, bum, bum, bum. It actually reminds me a little bit of uh, War Pigs by Sabbath. It, like, it's, din-in, it's, din-in. Te- it's teetering on that like, heavy rock stuff there. Right? Totally. Yeah, I mean. But again, it's the dynamics of this record. It's, it gets you that it's like, you know, come along with me. And then, oh, God, but there's this thing. And then we're going to be a little bit lighter. And it's just, I I love it. But the guitar work, the, the musicianship on this record is, again, like, just, it's, it's spot on. It's spot on for me.
1: Yeah, and I guess there was a military complex somewhere near there. And so he's kind of invoking... Uh, some of the things of what it would be like to be a soldier. Yep.
0: I remember yep. also Th- relating to the lyrics of this song because it says, be the first one to die in a war. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I was like, well.
1: <laughs> it's, it's very anti-war for a time when the country wasn't really at war, right? You would almost expect yeah. this in the in the 70s, right? Right this does
2: sound like a like an anti-war anthem. Totally. Like this is very anth- anthem rock especially that that beginning part. You might have had I mean we weren't quite in the first Gulf War but when they were this came out in 90s, so they were writing it prior to that but still mm. like you know uh invoking like a Vietnam era sort of uh feel um but again that that you're you're watching these trains you know you're just American apple pie um in that respect, it's almost like a little bit of Spring Stingy, you know, how everyone loves Born in the USA. Mm-hmm. Again, where we go for Wisconsin, the 4th of July, it's like everyone's blasting Born in the USA. And clearly, they don't know, know the lyrics of the song, but they know the chorus. because <laughs> Yes, they do. If you listen to the lyrics, you know that this is not exactly a pro-USA song.
0: But everyone um, wants to blast it.
2: Blasting you know, just all over right all over again very nice people love them love them love them but still you know um so i think like this is it, this is kind of in that vein of uh you know being critical of of society and again where i would i haven't been you know zach you have more experience in that area of the of the state than i do but i mean is it as Dreary as they paint a picture of.
1: I grew up in a town with one stoplight, and it and it blinked. not wow. even uh, It would not even go red to green. It just blinked. Um, so
0: it was a glorified stop sign. It was a glorified stop saying. sign. Mm.
1: Um. <laughs>
0: <Because> <laughs> that's how you know it's legit. <laughs> the stoplights in my t- I worked at Party City in high school, so I would drive to work at about five fifteen in the morning. And it was, I guess, before they programmed the stoplights to be stoplights. So they would just blink red to be glorified stop signs. I
1: just I just looked up the population of Bellevue, Illinois, where this band is from.
0: Roast oh, them. Hold on.
1: Oh, this is, it's 41,000 in 2019, which is comparative to my hometown, Giant. Let's find out what it was in 1990. <laughs> Estimated population in 1990, not available. Oh, what do we pay? Ta- what do we pay taxes for? So
0: they would have had <laughs> like, a city sign that just says unincorporated.
1: Okay, so this theoretically wow. was a much bigger town than I grew up in.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> so, most likely. So Jeff Tweedy most likely had more things going on
2: than I did growing up. <laughs> <laughs> but they make it sound really convincing.
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know. I respect that.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. I mean, you there's there's not cultural things to go <coughs> through. There's maybe a theater. It's not like, where did you say you grew up, Dave?
2: Where I grew up? Yeah. Did you call me David? I'm so sorry. Yeah, you did. I did. That's awesome. Mike. That's awesome. Oh, no, I'm who Mike. Who is Dave? Uh, Nice to see you. Who is
3: David? We
1: haven't okay. even recorded
0: with a Dave I'm recently. so sorry. <laughs> I
1: just did that just now. I've had two Manhattan's.
2: Did Sarah drop something in that drink? We, <laughs> no, we, uh,
0: Zach. Made Are we the losing drinks? drinks?
2: <laughs> uh, I grew up. I'll tell you where I grew up. I grew up uh, like, in Elmwood Park, which is um, okay. Like Chicago. Like if you go west, if you're in Chicago, like you take North Avenue, you get a North. Go North and Damon, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows North and Damon is. You take Absolutely. North Avenue West. It's the first thing you're going to hit when you leave Chicago. So, oh. Elmwood Park butts up against Chicago. Mm, okay. So, Chicago. Today, so, yes, I was so. on the grid. Mm-hmm. I was on the grid. Yeah. 7,800. And so, it was very, much you know, it's funny because there's this debate about like, well, if you live outside of Chicago, you're not really a Chicagoan. I, I'm, I'm, I guarantee you that Elmwood Park is more Chicago than some Chicago neighborhoods. I guarantee you that. Yes. Well, so if talk we're about talking
0: Lakewood. about Fallout boy, they were Will Met. <laughs> Elmwood Park that's is a little hundred <laughs> percent more Chicago than Will Met. So
1: just yes. so imagine Elmwood Park, but everything you want to go to is now four hours away. <laughs> 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 and then they talk about it in a couple yeah. slides, yeah. right? The yeah. town that's three hours away.
2: <laughs> yeah, three hour away town. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, that's okay. Yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. That's, um, you know, it's interesting because I, I think about like, you know, my experience growing up and I wish like, man, could I write like just tortured songs about, you know, going to Johnny's beef <laughs> or like, you know, going to, you know, like the park, you know, like that was the stuff that we did. Like, wasn't like, Oh, I had, you know, I had one streetlight. No, like we had, had streetlights cause we were like probably getting Chicago energy. So, uh, you know, like everything was, everything was all right. It was, but it was like bungalow city, you know, like tons of bungalows. Mm-hmm. Um, but very much, you know, old uh, ethnic, like uh, Italian. And um, now it's it's a lot of uh, the, the uh, Latino, Latina community has moved in there, which is which is pretty cool. And so uh, a lot of good food in Elmwood Park. That's, I keep coming back to the food. Love the food of Elmwood Park. So mm. uh, shout out to EP. No one calls it EP except me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's,
2: that's not a cool, that's not a thing we do. I just call it EP.
0: I would say... Right now, that I need to use the bathroom so badly.
2: Oh, you should go. Yeah, So I'm going to do
0: that really quick. (laughs) Folks, welcome back to our podcast. We have taken our second bathroom break. And we are coming back on the song Screen Door, which I really, I don't know— I don't know if it was like nostalgia, probably nostalgia, but I loved just the small town vibe of this whole album and the sort of premise of this song, which was like, blah, 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 blah. Down here where we're at, the weather changes, the way it goes. We don't care about what happens outside of our screen door. I thought that was really sweet.
1: It's really hometowny because if you think about like being in Chicago, like you wouldn't just have your door open all day with just the screen door. Like <laughs> you have to be in Bellevue, Illinois for it to be that comfy. <laughs>
0: yeah, it feels very like I don't know being raised in wherever the hell. It's gorgeous outside. Nothing matters outside of your backyard. You're just totally. It's
2: it's like folksy, innocent, you know, like not a lot going on, but that's okay.
0: All we do is sit out on the porch and play our songs. Yeah. Nothing's wrong. Sometimes friends come along, come around, sorry. They all sing <laughs> right. along. It's adorable. But like,
2: how cool, how, yeah, how cool, like, I want to live there. That's awesome. Like, you just <laughs> chill all day and your friends come over and sing? Great, yeah. you know that
0: sounds amazing. I'm in.
2: No, I like it, and, and like again, this goes into the dynamic. I keep using that word dynamic, but like it's it's the highs and the lows, and even like the you know air quotes lows are they're pretty and they're beautiful and they're emotional and they're relatable. Um, so I just love the the variety that that they uh, they that they they they've put together on this record. But again, tapping into like in your early 20s, like you're writing this. You get it. You understand life. God, amazing. Yeah. So I I like Screen Door. I like that song a lot.
0: If we're like linking it back to the Great Depression, the chorus of this song is like, down here, where we're at, everybody's equally poor. Down here, Mm -hmm. we don't care what happens outside the screen door. And it's like, we've been doinked over by the powers that be, or we're just in a situation where we've got our simple little hometown. And it doesn't matter because it's nice outside. We've got what we want. We've got our neighbors. And I'm going to strum my little guitar. And whoever wants to sing along can sing along.
1: Yeah, it sounds really nice. And, And it brings me back to being like a young musician. Like, yeah. I wrote route something like this. Like, just hanging out wherever with my friends. And it's nice outside. And I bet they had a great time writing this one.
0: Totally. Again, like, it, to reiterate to the people listening, I did the math. Jeff Tweedy was 24 when this came out. Mm-hmm. Like, God. these people were babies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they were babies. You know
2: what? What, what? What's interesting for me, and I've, I don't know, I just— like I said before, I like history, and I was just thinking about, um, you know, how this speaks to, I guess, broader society, and, and especially today, and so they wrote this, at like 88, 89, it came out in 90, um, and here we are in 2022, and we're so divided, and I think that this, like, everybody can get behind this, like, y'all just want your little slice of something, mm-hmm. right? Have your friends over, enjoy life a little bit, and I think... The, the record, the theme of the record, even though it's maybe talking about some specific things, the struggles, I think, no matter where you come from um, or what you look like, we all have different struggles. Those all are, of course, very different. But I think that could be something that is uniting. Like, this taps into just, like, who we are. No matter, you know, what you look like, you're, ma- you're made of the same stuff, right? And, and, and we've, in history, we've had a tough time understanding that right Mm -hmm. in this country but like this is why music for me is so cool because it's tapping into wherever you're from yeah i know you got problems i got problems too that that unites us and that should unite us and we shouldn't be so divided and i know i'm getting like you know so so cliche here but a song like screen door i think who wouldn't want to be in that situation that sounds awesome that sounds awesome so i always like look at some of these records or some of these songs. And it's like, this is the, this is what it's like being a human and being connected. And maybe, maybe uncle Tuple you know, maybe we need to put, uh, ambassador Jay Farrar and, you know, Jeff Tweedy, maybe we need to get them <laughs> negotiating something because this, I think you listen to the, the, the sort of the motif of this record. And it's, it's for me, it's uniting. Um, it's sad and angry and all that, but it's, that's who we are and I keep coming back to its it touches the humanity of of everybody. so that's I mean this this band this this rec- this record in particular for me was is uh was was pretty I still think about it. Um, you know, even when you guys when we worked this out when I came on, I'm like, I got to talk about you know, no depression. it's just it's 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 monumental. so absolutely a great pick. well, thank you. At the Thank end you, of the got, day. I, I want to do four more hours of, of, of analysis here. Okay? <laughs> four more hours. At the end
0: of and the everyone's day. Everyone's going to
2: list with the Patreon content. Everyone,
0: everyone just, just keep wants it to keep on their porch. <laughs> everyone wants to get out on their porch it's, it's, on a beautiful, It's warm utopian, evening. right? Is that
2: the right word for it? Yeah. And
0: <laughs> crack yeah. a beer with their friends. Perfect society.
2: I have a, a curveball. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know if this is allowed. <gasps> I think everything's allowed on this one. Yeah. Okay. Now, well, maybe is, not. Let's hear it. Is, So, first of all, <laughs> um, this is this is the the cached drink here. Hold mm. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. ate My Luxardo cherry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Ooh. I prepared. Hear me out on this. I have here. This is a surprise move. A noon whistle. A local brew <gasps> from Lombard. Oh. oh my god. Okay. This is the edible gummy northeast pale ale. There is no THC in this. It's just called edible gummy. Just 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 for all the all the kids listening. I'm going to pop this open right now, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that allowed? It's a it's a secret pairing. I just want to make sure this is your show. I don't want to break anything. This is the listener has is to a listen super this duper far duper
1: before they hear about the extra pairing.
0: This is the bonus content. <laughs> the bonus. If pairing. you've made it this far, <laughs> this? you've unlocked a second pairing.
2: Watch this. Hold on. I've, watch this. I even have a glass. Oh, my God. oh. Let us know how it is. I am, I did the special for you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. This um, is so
0: deluxe.
2: I'm going to open this up. I'm going to get the sound of me opening the can. There it Ooh, is. How's it going? And Cameron, there it is for you, buddy. And uh, pouring the beer right now. I thought just, this would be just like a nice uh, sort of little surprise. And you could tell everyone in the show notes, like, hey, listen to whatever timestamp or listen later in the show for the surprise pairing. Noon Whistle Edible Gummy. This was brewed. Uh, three weeks ago, I believe. Oh, I, uh, I'm a snub because I'm an elitist. Uh, no, it's been it's brewed last week for uh April 18th. Wow. So there it is.
0: So it almost came out for 420, yeah. is what
2: I'm hearing. <laughs> Man, those gummy. folks at Noon Whistle. <laughs> they got <them> locked in. I <laughs> you know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I thought this would. I I I felt like I should drink whiskey for the majority of this, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna come back to the beer. You know, you're sitting in that tavern. Having a beer. Liquor before beer. you in the clear. Yeah. We're back in college, bro.
1: We're
2: in the clear. <laughs> How does it taste? How does that one? It's very good. It Ooh. is I I love so I'm a huge hazy IPA Ooh. fan. And I know that's like so trendy now, but I was I, I discovered hazy's in like 2018. Like, this is great. it's light and crisp, and it's also they're usually not weak, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh Noon Whistle's good, Moore's good. Um but uh, Daisy Cutter, or I'm um, not Daisy Cutter. But um, uh, what's the brewery that does Daisy Cutter? Uh, Half, Half Acre, Acre. Half yeah. Acre, yeah, yeah, Love Half Acre. I mean, there's so many. Uh, um, Maplewood, God, I love Maplewood. There's just we are we, lucky. We did a we're keg lucky. of Daisy Cutter on the pod one time. We did. <laughs> you did a you did a keg?
0: Yeah, we did a keg one time. Because Dad let the record show <laughs> that I was the one who tapped it.
1: Sarah did tap it because I didn't know how. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but we did do a keg because
1: this was Zach's idea. Oh, because Daft, Daft Punk broke punk up. Broke up. S- so we did a craft punk, craft beer for Daft
2: Punk. Oh. Um so, w- so wait, wait, wait. Walk <laughs> me through this. How many people were doing the keg? Is just three hosts. You did a whole keg. And we didn't drink all of it.
0: No, we didn't (laughs) drink all of it. So we, I think we recorded that episode, what, in like January or February of 2021? Uh Uh-huh. And then I remember you brought the keg to probably my birthday party, which would have been in March of 2021. Yeah, that checks out. And we would have finished it then.
2: What's your birthday, Sarah?
0: My birthday is March 25th.
2: Okay, mine's March 12th. (gasps) A
0: Pisces.
2: I'm a Pisces. Are you technically Pisces?
0: I am right after the Aries benchmark.
2: Okay, I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> who are you?
0: <laughs> who are you?
2: I don't know much about Pisces except it's a fish. My astrology sign is bees, which Tell is me more. which is just
1: the constellation of bees. Looks like a big swarm of bees. Uh huh. And people who are bees, um, they eat when they're hungry. <laughs> they have an average of two arms. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes they're sleepy.
0: Okay. Yeah. That sounds a lot like you. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Wow. That's really that's spot on. the last
1: time I made that joke, I got stung by bees the next day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that really happened. <laughs> what have you done? What have you done, sir? Um how, how do you two feel about uh
1: <laughs> After I told that horribly inducing B story. Um, wrapping up with a rubrooski.
0: A rubrooski <laughs> sounds yeah. fantastic. Let's do it.
1: Everyone say one rubrooski, and then we'll pick from the three. Okay. Rapid fire.
0: Okay, okay. Zach, you go first, you go first.
1: The, the most <laughs> biggest number of punks in the cord field.
0: I am going to give the Wabruski for smallest graduating
3: class.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rabbit fire. First one off the dome. (laughs) They had 40,000 people in their hometown. They had a normal size graduating class.
0: Damn it. Uh,
2: (laughs) Do you see that drunk guy at the end of the bar doing a shot of whiskey? His name is David.
3: (laughs)
1: That one wins.
0: That one. <laughs> wins. <That's- laughs> All right, just- let's award it real quick.
1: I'm just gonna lean into the embarrassment. I'm just gonna <laughs> as hard as I can. That's not for Bruce
2: <laughs> <key>. <laughs> Exactly, and Zach, please. I love you. That was I. I had so much love. So much love. So much love right here. Okay, buddy?
1: <laughs> Uncle Tupelo, thank you for this album and creating this genre at your leisure. Please come down and collect the rebruski for the guy at the end of the bar drinking a shot of whiskey whose name is David. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to close it out. <laughs> We're just awarding <laughs> a for, you see that guy?
1: <laughs> this is my favorite rebruski so far. Come
0: on, David. <laughs> um, Folks, goodness gracious, thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Album Rebrews. We are Album Rebrews, and we will continue being Album Rebrews. If you want to check us out on Twitter and or... Instagram. We are at albumerbrews. And if you want to check out our website where we have recently published yet another blog post of some of our favorite non-alcoholic beverages, it is www.albumerbrews.com. Can you freaking believe it?
1: A giant thank you uh, to Cameron Bopp, our editor extraordinaire who uh, Mike is a big fan of, and so are we. Uh, Ka- love Cameron. <laughs> he has been streaming. You can get him at CamBop17 or CamBop on Twitter. Uh, a giant thank you to you, the listener, for hanging out with us this long. If you like the show, consider uh, telling your friends about it. We love that good, good uh, marketing for us and it keeps listeners up. And lastly, a giant thank you to you, Mike, uh, for Woo-hoo! coming on the show
2: and picking such a great I album. I love you. <laughs> no, love God, you! I love you. You guys are great. <laughs> Um, we're we're given hugs real time here because we're in the same room. We're in the this same room. I love it. And do what you do. Uh, you can God. check out Mike's so podcast.
3: So much love. So much love. Yeah, plug it, plug yeah, it. Yeah, check
1: out Mike's podcast, Outside the Loop Radio. You can find that at outside the loop Radio.com and also on WGN. Oh,
0: we haven't said this yet, but like nine twenty. We're on an episode Some of point. Outside the Loop radio. Yeah, you can go listen to our <laughs> We were on the 2022 <laughs> Podcasting Summit and it was a giant blast. It was, it was great. so fun. So if you want to start anywhere for Outside the Loop radio, if you need an in, if you need an excuse, not that you should cuz it's really cool. It's really great. Uh, we're on there. Freaking check it out, you nerd. Sorry. Ed, <laughs> we need to demean our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Mike,
2: anything you want to say to the folks There's at home before we get out of here? My goodness. Uh thank you as uh always for listening to any podcast to the end. My God. Uh that's amazing. And uh thank you again, just thank you to Zach and Sarah for doing this, for having me. Yes, you could go check out Outside the Loop, but Listen. Keep listening to album Rebruze because this is uh, this is super cool. And uh, I'm raising a glass to the listener, and I'm raising a glass to you guys.
0: So we're at the point in the show where, at the very, very, very end, we will get incredibly close and intimate with our microphones, and just say a very tender goodbye. So in the same order that we did our introductions, goodbye,
3: goodbye, goodbye. and goodbye. <laughs> oh yeah <You're> <laughs>